0: Today's episode is all about packing food so you never eat what you don't wanna eat. This is not about food prep and it's certainly not dieting tips. It's simply thinking ahead about what you're gonna eat so you feel your best. And that's gonna look different for all of us. But I think the one thing most of us have in common is we get busy and end up grabbing something, anything fast on the go or eating kids' nuggets off their plate or ordering in or going out all because we haven't thought about our meals ahead of time. It's taken me so many years to learn what foods make me feel alive and give me energy and what foods make me feel sluggish and just want a nice big middle of the day nap. I'm not talking about not enjoying or celebrating the things at occasions, totally the opposite. I'm talking about our routine meals, the ones we have to fuel our body and keep going that we often don't think about until we're starving and on limited time or ways to get something we want to eat. You will never find me at Disneyland or at an airport or on a road trip without a little cooler bag of food. And it's all delicious and things I want to be eating. It's not skimping or counting calories, totally the opposite. It's about finding foods you enjoy and make you feel your best and plan ahead of time to have them when you need them. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. My goal in today's episode is to get you to really think about your routine meals, the majority of your meals throughout the week, what you're eating, and how it makes you feel. I'm obsessed with nutrition. I personally eat for two with two priorities in mind to fuel my body in a way that makes me feel good um, and have energy and feel satisfied. And the second way is for longevity. I am not, I don't believe in diets. I believe in the long term. I believe in being satisfied every day and not skimping and not calorie pinching and not feeling hungry or hangry or unhappy or unsatisfied or unfulfilled. I'm all about finding the foods that make you feel good in all ways and eating for longevity, eating those really good ingredients and knowing about organic foods and the oils you use in your foods and non-GMO foods and all those things. I think it's, it's so important. And I think it, What what we eat on the daily for most of our meals affects all aspects of our life. And that's what we're going to get into in this podcast. It affects our mood. It affects our sleep. It affects our energy, all of that. I also love this topic because it's kind of one of those, we all have these weird things that make us our awesome selves. And I feel like packing food is one of my things that now my friends have all gotten used to. But I pretty much have like a small cooler bag of food with me almost at all times just because I never want to eat foods that I don't want to eat because I just don't have another option. That's the whole bottom line of all of this. This is not about not enjoying the foods or not having the special treat. It's not at all. It's the opposite. It's about when you're going into a situation or a busy day or a time when you know there aren't going to be food options that make you feel your best, pack your own food, or eat before the thing. you know, Maybe if you're going to a kid's party and you're racing and you're doing all these things and my goal is to put this in your mind to prioritize. Maybe you don't want to pack food and eat out of your Tupperware at the kid's party, but maybe you make time to make yourself a meal before you go rather than arriving and being like, oh, it's chicken fingers and pizza and that's not what I enjoy. That's not what I feel like right now. For me, I wouldn't eat the chicken fingers and the pizza at a kid's party most likely because that's not That just doesn't doesn't even sound good, but if we're going to like um, a dinner with the family and we're having this awesome meal, maybe a glass of red wine with like our favorite pizza and and caprese salad and all these things, like a thousand percent, I'm all in on that. So it's just a matter of choosing. Is this like, does this feel really good? Is this an experience? And side note, an experience does not have to be a party or a set time or a set group of people. It can be by yourself. I've had some of my favorite food experiences by myself when I just felt like something and I, I made it or I got it or I picked it up and enjoyed it alone. So when I say experience, it does not mean a holiday or a birthday or something that's on the calendar. It's just like, oh, yes, this sounds good. This is outside of my normal world of eating, but I'm leaning into this because this this feels great. So on the routine, I like to be very planned so that I'm never eating because I'm out of options. So that's my goal in kind of sharing my knowledge with this today. Now, of course, I am not a nutritionalist, I'm not an expert, but I kid you not, I consume so much content about longevity and aging. I listen to so many podcasts and so many audiobooks, and to be honest, some of them That at times are really boring because it's like above my head, right? It's scientists and and these incredible professors who get so complex with it. I like hearing it and I feel like some of it resonates, but I listen through all of it because I wanna understand and I wanna learn more as I feed myself and I feed my family. So that's my goal in this podcast is to just get you thinking about your meals. So it's never last minute. Now, the whole kind of philosophy behind this is homemade is always the best. Because you know what's going in your food. You know what oils you're using. You know the ingredients and you know how fresh it is. And for me, I always want things organic and non-GMO and I want to use healthy oils and I want to use not refined sugars. So I'm using olive oil, coconut oil, and ghee like that's it. In as far as like oils and butters, um, those make me feel the best and I feel like they're the healthiest for long life and longevity and all that kind of stuff. And it's just so hard to get that at restaurants. It's so hard to get organic and it's super hard to kind of manage all the different things to go into it. So for me, homemade is always best. And this is not an episode on food prepping because I am not at this stage of life making like big meals on Sunday and eating them through the week. This is more like just prepping, prepping your next meal or your next two meals, depending on what your, what your day is like. So again, splurge when you want to, but just not because of lack of options or because you've ran out of time. So like I said in the intro times when you might not have what you want, maybe when you're traveling at the airport on an airplane, you're going on adventures. So you're going to Disneyland or you're going to some sort of amusement park or like an all-day adventure when you know it's more like traditional, traditional, quote, American fried foods or a road trip where all there is is gas station food or fast food unless you're stopping for eating out meals, which a lot of times on road trips, it's more like about the destination. So we're grabbing quick food. So my goal is don't pack all your food all your clothes and all your stuff in the car for a road trip and not think about how you're going to fuel your body. The key for this and the part that I say is so different for everyone is finding what you like and finding what your gut likes. This has taken me a long time of trial and error and I think it will be an ongoing thing because our bodies change and our taste buds change and we age and different things happen. We feel like things and we don't feel like things. But I think doing some basic Um, Food sensitivity tests can be really great. And then trial and error and keep a food journal. I'm finally at this point to where I don't have this constant bloating all the time because I just did food elimination. And the things that I I think irritate me, I write it down, I'm super bloated today. It could be this, this, or this. And just by writing that down over and over, and finally, maybe you're like, okay, we're just going to try for two weeks to not have a single avocado and see if that's it. Or it could be a combination of different things. But I think that our gut, I mean, we know the most energy our body is going to expend is on digestion. So I think that focusing on foods that our body can digest at one point, which a lot of you told me I was eating way too much roughage and my way too many salads and greens, which I thought like, how could you eat too many greens? But it's a thing. And it became too hard for my body to digest and process. And then I was getting all these kind of gut issues. So For some people, I think it's a shorter process. I think for other people, it can be a longer process. I think for all of us, it's an evolving process. If you sort of subscribe to this alternative way of thinking and medicine, you probably know I'm so passionate about functional medicine. I have a primary care doctor who I love. If you're local in Orange County, her name is Dr. Ann Mai, M-A-I. She's based in Irvine. She is fantastic. And my functional medicine doctor is based in Huntington Beach. Her name is Dr. Singler, where she's at. It's called Lee Regenerative Medicine. Traditionally, they're like a hormone place. That's what they're well-known for, but she does everything. Dr. Singler, she is fantastic. And I like the combination of traditional medicine and functional medicine and always being proactive about health rather than this kind of traditional model of fix something once, you ha- once you're have once you diagnosed with something or once you have lots and lots of symptoms is being proactive about your health and doing blood work and different tests and constantly be working at your health and paying attention to little things if they feel off, even if it's not like a life changer. Like if you constantly have stomach issues, you know, what's a better investment in your time and energy and money than trying to figure out that so you can feel better? I just think that so much happens in the gut and the gut affects our entire body, our skin, our mood, our sleep, everything. So I think finding out what your gut likes, what you like is huge in this whole process. Um celebration meals. So I think that these celebration meals again doesn't have to be something that's on your calendar, but any meal that like, you know, feels special or, you know, that you're leaning into. Those meals taste so much better and feel so much better because you're eating this healthy homemade food most of the time your body gets used to eating that way so those celebration meals are just even more special and enjoyable because you're just not doing it as often this is not about weight loss at all um but i really think you can i mean i shouldn't say at all because it is all about it is all about maintaining a weight that you feel best at that you feel strong that you feel healthy and for longevity maintaining a healthy weight is is a key component of that but this isn't the the key focus of this is not about weight loss but you can really maintain a healthy weight so much easier when your routine meals are healthy and they just don't have those cruddy ingredients, those hidden ingredients that you just don't know when you're eating out all the time. That homemade meals, I think that you can, or when you're eating these homemade clean meals that you that you love, that you feel satisfied, I think that you can, without reducing calories, because I do not believe calorie in, calorie out. Again, I'm not an expert, but I consume so much content, books, audiobooks, podcasts from very smart people. A calorie is not a calorie. And I think that just by making these changes and even like eating more food and feeling more satisfied, but because it's quality food and it's organic food and it makes you feel good, um, I think that you'll instantly lose weight. Now, anytime I do a podcast on this, ninety-nine percent of the feedback, the comments are always positive, but there's always some that is that are like, organic food is so expensive. You know, be realistic. And I one thousand percent appreciate that agree with that i get it in my mind if you look at your your bank statement what you spend your money on shows your priorities and for me i shifted i've talked about on this podcast i used to spend i used to spend a lot of time at the mall like if i had a free hour i'd go to the mall and i'd spend extra money at the mall and on like whipped coffee drinks and things like that and i just sort of shifted my focus and realized i just would rather have less new clothes or, you know, less things like that and spend money on feeling good and longevity. And the same thing for my family. So I spend more money for sure on food. But this hack, I'm telling you, if you eat like this, like even though we're buying premium food at the grocery store, we're spending more time at grocery stores like Whole Foods and Sprouts and less time at, you know, Ralph's and Vaughn's that have, you know, still have good options, but less of those good options, even though we're spending more food, I think that doing it this way, you will spend less food. Sorry, you'll spend less money on food because you're not having those you know, 40, 50, $60 just for a single meal eating out last minute because you haven't planned ahead of time. So yes, it's more expensive food, but depending on what you're doing now and depending on how you hack this, I think that you could actually save money and be eating so food that is so much better for your body. Okay, let's talk about what to pack. So you're going to the airport or Disneyland or a water park, or whatever it is, or maybe even you just have a really long day of work. What do you pack? I'm obsessed with protein. For longevity, I think that it's all about protein, flexibility, and muscle. So I think I put protein with every meal, whether it's protein powder, but I love lean meats. So I do a lot with organic ground chicken, um, grass-fed beef. So I think that adding in making sure that you get good protein. Also, that's what makes you feel like full in a good way and also stay full. So you're not, you know, if we just eat chips and, and things like that, we're hungry soon after because it's not like really filling. So I always go heavy on the protein. I do, you know, 30 plus grams of protein per meal. I Listen, we all go through through stages, but every day I end up at 100 grams of protein a day for sure, um, so protein, healthy snacks, and if it's packaged, get the things that are the best ingredients. The there is an app, and it's called Bobby Approved, and it's um, from uh, Flave City, Bobby Flave on Instagram. But it's an app, and if you haven't discovered it, this is the best tip ever for the grocery store. It's an app where you scan just about any barcode, and it gives you a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and it just it just means does it have you know, GMO ingredients, does it have seed oils that we don't want? Does it have refined sugar that don't process well in our body? So that is the best hack as you're learning more, depending on where you are in the journey of learning how to read ingredients, that app is gold. So if you're having popcorn or chips or cookies, there are definitely healthier versions of that for your overall health. But I'm telling you, eating foods with good quality ingredients just digest better and make you feel so much better because there's not all these preservatives and gunk and things that usually will irritate our gut. That's what we wanna stay away from. So I'm packing healthy snacks. I love my favorite little kind of protein bars. I only eat refrigerated protein bars and even then it's very limited, my favorite are called Midday Squares. I posted them on Instagram. There's a couple flavors. I love the ones that are peanut butter on the bottom and chocolate on the top. They are surprisingly um, low in calories, high in protein, but more, th- more important than any of that, really good quality ingredients. It's like one little square. I think it's 120 calories, but it's so satisfying. And so I will pack. So if we go to dinner with another couple, if the dessert that we're ordering sounds like, oh yes, I want some of that. I'll totally have it. But I always pack and I bring some for friends. So if we go with another couple, I'll bring four midday squares and I keep them in the freezer. So then when I put them in my purse, by the time you go to eat them, they're still like super cold and delicious because I never want to pull out my purse snack or my purse dessert and not have enough to share. I always bring like a healthy little dessert with me right now. It's midday squares all the way. And they're like little and pre-packaged and sealed. So they're so easy to pop in your purse because sometimes I always want something sweet after a meal. And if I don't pack my own dessert, I'll just ask a restaurant usually for like a big bowl of fruit. But like I said, this is only so that you don't eat something just because like there aren't other options. If you're at Mastro's and you want the warm butter cake, like that's what life's about to celebrate and enjoy and cheers and all of it. I'm just talking about having options, thinking about it ahead of time if you don't want to eat, the options are there. If that's not the lean in and enjoy celebratory moment for you, having those other options. I just posted on Instagram, healthy blueberry muffins. They're grain-free and organic with frozen wild blueberries inside and maple syrup drizzle on top. They are so good. I make them like twice a week and always freeze them. So that way, if I know I'm going to be gone all day, I pack an array of things. I'll pack some lean protein. I'll pack some fruit and some veggies like sliced up peppers or sliced snap peas. I'm not eating like raw broccoli while I'm pushing a stroller at Disneyland. Those foods that are like filling, um, yummy, easy to kind of snack on that make you feel good. You can always drizzle, do like some seasoning or salt and pepper or drizzle some extra virgin organic olive oil on top. Makes the veggies kind of easier to eat, more enjoyable. But I find that once people start eating like this, like it feels good, it's tastier than you think. It's just a matter of thinking ahead of time and getting in the routine of prepping food and packing food, Um, it's just the best. I also will make, so I'll take like my ground up organic turkey or chicken, and I'll first chop up a ton of veggies, whatever veggies you have and saute them. So they're kind of soft and crisp and then make your own patties. So you You saute up all your veggies. I'll use ghee or avocado oil to saute them up. Then I'll set them aside and cool them down. Then I'll open up my organic ground turkey or chicken and I'll form patties and I'll sort of just like massage those cooked veggies into it. And then I cook the patties like you would like a normal burger patty. And then you have these delicious high protein chicken or turkey burgers that have veggies inside. So it's not just like eating one plain slab of turkey. It has different flavors in it. I sprinkle some sea salt on top or some pepper, or sometimes I'll use a Siete Foods little kind of seasoning pack that are really clean and add that to it if you really like some more like seasoning and flavor. And then I'll do like a little plastic container of a yummy organic mustard to kind of dip it in and done. So filling, easy to eat, like a one-handed meal. Um, It's quick and it's easy and it's just filling and it feels good. I always take food like that. And again, fruits, veggies, some sort of protein, lean protein. Um, And I'll bring more. I bring more because I always want to share a lot of the stuff my kids will eat. Some they won't. Well, the But and not not always at Disneyland. For them, that's the experience. They want the churro on Main Street. They want the, the fried chicken, like they, the corn dog from the stand. Like that's the experience. And I don't take that away from them at all. But if we're standing in line and someone's starving, then they'll have an apple to get them through before we go to the next thing. So I always bring extra to share. It's not like I've packed my own food and nobody else gets any. Another important thing, I think it's really important to reduce your exposures to plastics just because the more food we keep in plastics, the more that gets into our system. We wanna try to reduce that. So I use glass at home And I use plastic on the go just because glass is heavy and breakable and all that kind of stuff. So if I'm taking something on the go, I put it in like a plastic kind of Tupperware to go container. But if I'm storing it at home or making it for a little bit later in the day or something, I always put it in glass or like storing it in the fridge. I store as much as possible in glass at home, plastic on the go. And again, going back to sort of the benefits of this whole philosophy, it just saves so much time and money. And it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. But, you know, when you go out, not for the experience of it, just because you need to eat, you know, those times. It just takes so much time and money to sit down at the restaurant and order and it's just so much more expensive. I'd rather go out when I have the time and the headspace to sit down and enjoy and relax. You know, when you sit down at a restaurant and it's, you know, 7:30, it's late. By the time you're done eating, it's nine, you're just like full, and now you now that it was more expensive than you thought. It's just, it just takes so much more time and money. And the time saved by last minute food errands, like going out to grab stuff, it's just so much time and money. So, even though we're spending more money because we're buying higher quality foods and organic foods and, and that kind of stuff with the best ingredients, I would argue we're saving money because we're not having those out of the blue, you know, depending on how many people you're eating with, those, you know, $40 for one single meal or $100 if it's for your whole family. I think if you really look at it, you'll feel so much better. You'll save time and money. Another very interesting thing about doing it this way is it takes some pressure off exercise. Now, don't get me wrong. I really believe so much in daily movement. I think daily movement is everything. But we know what you eat can affect your body more, how you feel, how you look, your overall long-term health and body composition. So when your your eating feels in line, it's not so much pressure for intense fitness, which can be so great for different seasons of life. Like right now, I'm very busy in my professional life. And many days, I love an hour and a half workout in the morning before everyone works out. That's my favorite thing. Right now, most days, I'm doing a two or three mile run, like my total time in the gym is like 30 to 45 minutes, which feels great because I'm doing daily movement. It doesn't feel like enough because I'm not doing as much weights. Like it's not exactly what I what I love, but because my eating is in line and I'm packing and I'm thinking about meals ahead of time, I feel good. I feel strong. I feel lean. Like I just feel good. And it's it feels so nice to have the pressure off of exercise or if I miss a day, it's not the end of the world because we're not, you know, Eat, you're not exercising to make up for the calories. Like, oh, I had that crazy splurge. That's just not a healthy cycle. And I think that when your eating is in line and you feel strong and lean and balanced in that way, it just kind of takes the pressure off of exercise for different seasons of, of life when you don't have the time or you're just not in that season to do intense exercise. Again, daily movement is everything. But I think when your eating is in line, you just feel good and that pressure is not so, it just doesn't feel so pressing. Two other ways I think that this improves your life, sleep and mood. You sleep so much better because your body is properly fueled all day. You're not like, you know, getting so starving that then you overeat and then you're so full and groaning or eating way too late at night. So then you're full and like tossing and turning and your body's trying to digest food as you're going to sleep it just doesn't work. You're not in a bind doing this. It's thought out and it's thoughtful and it's planned. And I promise you, your quality of sleep will improve. Your length of sleep will improve all the way around. Mood. Overall, there's less, there's less mad dashing and more planning. And that is always good for our mood, whether it's with food or anything else, planning ahead so we're not in a mad dash. We're not panicked and stressed and being short with the people we love is always a good thing. And I always think good food, good mood. The the better food you put in your body, the more you fuel your body, the better you will feel. So good food, good mood, it's the best investment you could make for your overall mood and happiness and energy. I think by making some of these small shifts in your daily eating, um, you could have more energy at night. Maybe those times when your kid asks you to do something like, Throw a baseball for five minutes or read a story before bed and you're like, I'm just out of energy. I just can't. I'm done. I think making these small shifts in your in what you intake in your food and your drinks can give you just that much energy. Like, yes, I still have it in me. I have that 15 minutes to do this with you or spend that time with your partner or do something for yourself. Maybe you want to do like this great self-care at night and really wash your face and do a mask and do it right. But by the end of the day, when you get to that, you have no energy left. You do the quickest wash and the quickest whatever slap on and done. Maybe like just this simple change will affect you in that way and you'll give yourself that time to do that full 15 minutes of like steaming your face with like a wonderful steamer and putting on the different skincare steps that you love. Whatever, that's just an example. Whatever makes you feel alive, whatever you feel like you don't have the time or the energy for, I think doing this one thing could give you that time and energy and that's just so powerful. Overall, I think of routine meals as fuel. What will make me feel satisfied and happy and energized? And I'm at this point now where every day I'm eating foods I love and I feel strong and lean and not bloated all the time. And listen, it's a journey. It's only taken me, you know, 20 plus years of reading and listening and consuming and just, you know, absorbing all I can about what all these experts say to figure out this groove myself. And it's about adding in foods and eliminating and keeping a food diary and trying, but always thinking ahead. And like I said, in this whole thing of packing food, just a fair warning. At first, your friends and family will look at you like you're weird for bringing your own food Where places where there is actually food, but they will get used to it. And at some point they will ask for your snacks. I'm telling you. It's just so, like, that's just embrace it. That's just part of it. That's just what makes you awesome. I think overall, f- what we eat determines so much of our life and really being intentional about the majority of our meals and choosing things that make us feel good for the short term and for the long term, for our current health and our overall health and longevity. I just think it's the most important thing. So, I hope this episode inspired you to pack food and bring it with you, especially when when you're gonna be in those situations where you know there's not gonna be options of food that make you feel your best. Prepare it ahead of time and pack it. I promise you, you will see changes in different areas of your life that you never even expected. Thank you so much for listening. Cheers to fueling your body in the best way possible. Thanks so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon.